The Sly Beast, A Cautionary Tale, by Kelsey McIntyre, read by Scott Walton. Once upon a time, the king of a beautiful city encountered a terrible problem. As is often the way, this problem made itself known to the king while he was out for a walk. On a certain particular evening, when the setting sun turned every brick of the cobbled street to gold, the king had decided to take a stroll before supper. So he made his way toward the long, gracefully arching Crackernut Bridge that connected the east bank of the city to the west. No sooner had he strolled halfway across the bridge than he noticed an enormous egg blocking his path. The shell of the egg was brown as an acorn and covered in a crackle of black veins. The king, more flummoxed than anything and unaware as yet of the danger of the egg, lifted a finger to stroke one of the veins. But a harsh shout from behind him made him jump back. No, your majesty! No! No! I would not advise you to touch that egg! The king's bodyguard, an impressively tall and burly man, whose wardrobe consisted only of suits of armor, which he wore on all occasions as if they were as light as linen, rushed forward, clanking gently, and stationed himself between the king and the egg. Is this why I require you to follow me? The king demanded, blushing from surprise. So that you can tell me what I may or may not touch? I've been out of the nursery some time, you know, and it's not as if I'll drop it. Look at how enormous it is. With respect, your majesty, the bodyguard said, carefully folding his armored arms. I don't think it's safe for you to touch this egg precisely because it is so enormous. At that moment, the king remembered how unusual a six-foot-tall brown egg really is. In fact, though he continued to remember as hard as he could, he could not recall having ever seen such an egg before in all his years. Do you have any idea what it is? he whispered finally to his bodyguard. The bodyguard grimaced sheepishly. I suspect, though I cannot be sure, that it is an egg of the variety my mother used to speak of when she told my brother and me not to stray from the forest path. An egg of sinister intent, if you take my meaning, your majesty. The king had been trying his best not to be curious, but on this particular evening he found that trying and succeeding were further from each other than the east bank from the west bank. He gripped his crown with one hand and shook his head. I'm not sure I do take your meaning. How could this egg intend anything sinister? The bodyguard, Anthony by name, flicked his eyes to the side as if it would be unpleasant to be overheard. Well, that depends on what you mean by egg. The shell's nothing to worry about, although you can see that's frightful enough with all those veins like a bat's wing. He lowered his voice. This egg, if it's the kind of egg I think it is, is the egg of a sly beast. With that, Anthony nodded and straightened up, seemingly satisfied. But the king still did not understand. Unfortunately, he had no more heard of sly beasts than he had seen their enormous eggs. So, he struggled, lifting a finger again and then scratching his elbow to keep it busy. 
So you think it would irritate this beast if I were to... To feel the outside of the egg, just experimentally, of course, and very lightly. Anthony did not unfold his arms. Your Majesty, with the utmost respect, I will not permit you to so much as brush against this egg as you walk past, let alone to touch it on purpose. But really, how bad can it be? The king pleaded, standing on tiptoe to see the rounded top of the egg over Anthony's head. The creature must be a baby since it's still inside its egg, so I'm sure it doesn't know how to walk yet. And anyway, how much mischief can a baby or a beast, however sly, cause? This nearly entirely flawed line of reasoning was, thankfully, interrupted as Anthony noticed that one of his metal sleeves had gotten stuck in the joint. Now, even if he had wanted to, he could not lower his right arm from its current position, barred across his chest and tucked into the crook of his left. Your Majesty, he grunted as he tugged and pushed his immobile arm, if there's one thing that I would not care to meet in the woods or out at sea or on a bridge... It is the terrible sly beast, either inside or outside of its egg. But surely, the king began, not on east bank, Anthony said, hammering the hinge at his rest. I know, but not on the west bank, Anthony said, jiggling the joint at his shoulder. But I'm the uh, not in between, Anthony finished with such a wrench that his sleeve slipped free and swung backwards to smack the egg right between the veins. Both the king and the bodyguard gasped, and the egg quivered along its black cracks. Then, recovering from his initial shock and taking advantage of Anthony's, the king shot out his hand and stroked the shell. Odd, it feels just like a little egg, only bigger. He had time to muse before Anthony, in a surge of bodyguard protectiveness, hoisted him up and lobbed him out of harm's way and into the river. Next, Anthony, in a surge of forgetfulness, brought on by the intensity of the first surge, no doubt, shoved the egg so that it would burst open at a harmless distance in the river. Realizing his mistake with a pang, Anthony himself dove off the bridge to join the other two. Now. I regret to say that the sly beast was every bit as crafty and treacherous as Anthony's mother had warned him. It had nine hundred teeth and nine hundred claws and knew perfectly well how to walk and how to run besides. But being generally a forest beast and desiring its fur to develop a certain flamboyant curl, it hadn't bothered to learn how to swim as it never intended to enter the water. Thus, the king and Anthony paddled to shore while the sly beast perished, from which end I'm sure you can surmise the moral of this tale. Those who are overly concerned about styling their hair must beware of a watery death. Used by We Are One Body Audio Theater with the permission of the licensor, granted under a copyrighted license agreement. First published in Gilbert Magazine, a publication of the American Chesterton Society. A production of We Are One Body Audio Theater.